in-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Real estate developer Nate Paul is waking up in the Travis County Jail this morning. Good morning, America Brennis. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. The FBI arrested Paul yesterday. He is central to the allegations of illegal conduct that led to the impeachment of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Travis County Jail booking records show the arresting agency is the FBI, but it's not listing the felony criminal charges against him right now. So there's some question on that. Here's what we do know, the background on this case and how it does connect to Paxton. In 2019, the FBI raided Nate Paul's home and business. And at the time, we didn't know why he wasn't charged. Paul, a donor to Paxton's 2018 campaign, asked the Attorney General to investigate if his rights were violated. Paxton hired outside Cancel to investigate. That is a move that prompted Paxton's top staff to report to the FBI alleging bribery and abuse of office. Those whistleblowers also sued Paxton for wrongful termination and Paxton then asked state lawmakers to settle the lawsuit. In the process of considering that settlement, the lawmakers uncovered information that led to his impeachment. Paxton is temporarily suspended from office pending the outcome of his impeachment trial in the state Senate later this summer. We spoke with Austin Business Journal's Paul Thompson about the developments. He said there may not be a connection between Paul's arrest and Paxton. I would be very hesitant to say that there was a connection at all. Um, but we do know that um, Mr. Paul has faced a series of lawsuits, bankruptcies, foreclosures since his offices were raided by federal authorities in August of 2019. Now, no charges have been filed related to that, um, related to that raid. We reached out to the FBI and they told us no comment. We've also reached out to the Attorney General's office and have not heard back. We're also working to speak to Paul's attorney. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good Friday morning. We begin with a look at radar not showing us anything in the way of wet weather. We will stay, for the most part, dry today. Rain chances much lower than what they were yesterday. Live look outside, taking it out to northwest Austin. This is our Palms car wash camera there up by Lake Lawn. And I'll tell you, temperature's not bad. 68 degrees right now in the northwest portion of the city. 73 downtown, 68 in Bastrop, 69 for our friends in Rockdale. That matches Marble Falls, 66 in Lano with 70 in Blanco. So everybody very comfortable this morning. It is going to be a toasty afternoon. Those temperatures getting right back into the 90s. In fact, today likely to be the hottest day of the year so far. Problem is we've got even hotter weather on the way. So we're not going to hold that title very long. You can see that rain chance is low. It's only at 10%. So no need to really worry about the rain chances. It's just going to be something to keep an eye to the sky for. If you see a storm, go inside. It'll be gone in about 15-20 minutes. Some weekend rain chances though to talk about those storms I think could stick around a little longer and those will be something to watch if you've got any plans outside for Saturday. I'm going to walk you through it. Plus, we are turning up the heat. 100s looking more and more likely as we get into next week. And unfortunately, with the humidity, it's probably going to be in that territory of dangerous feels like temperatures. National Weather Service already uh, talking about potentially in, uh, issuing a heat advisory. So kind of what that means, what we need to prepare for. I'll get you covered here in just a few minutes. Thanks, Kristen. Former President Donald Trump is facing charges in connection with his mishandling of classified documents. He is set to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami next Tuesday. 
The special counsel has investigated Trump's handling of classified documents that were brought to his Mar-a-Lago resort after he left the White House in 2021. The former president has continually stated he is innocent. Coming up next on today, the president's attorney, James Trustee, will respond to the charges in an interview with Craig Melvin. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is going to be in Austin later on today, making his first fundraising stop as a presidential candidate. That's according to the Texas Tribune. He is also going to visit the Woodlands later today. Former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley was also in Texas this week. She too is running for the Republican presidential bid. All right, Austin police say they need your help tracking down a man suspected of robbing a person at gunpoint and then sexually assaulting them. It happened at an apartment complex on South First Street near Slaughter Lane over the weekend. Now, people living there tell us they're worried to step outside. KXAN's Nabil Ramadna has the latest on the investigation, including a tip that police are following up on. Felinda and her family have lived at the South Park Ranch Apartments for four years. On the beginning, it was always quiet, nicely, safe. But now she's worried. I'm, I'm afraid right now because I have my daughter. I, ha I see more girls living here. On Sunday morning at around 1015, Austin police tell us a man approached someone at the apartment complex with a gun and demanded the victim's belongings. The suspect then proceeded to sexually assault the victim before leaving the scene. A resident who wished to remain anonymous says she's hoping to see more security following the attack. We have a lot of women residents that are single and we walk our dogs and it's very scary. Police released this sketch at a press conference on Thursday. The suspect has been described as a white or Hispanic male, approximately 18 to 25 years old, approximately 5'1 to 5'3 with a heavy build, short black hair, black eyes, and well-kept eyebrows. Police say they've received a call from the apartment complex about a suspicious person before, and they're looking into this information. We pulled crime stats for a 2,000-foot radius around the complex and found there was an aggravated assault in May. There have also been five vehicles burglarized and six car thefts in the area. Of course, when we go to work, we're always thinking what's going on here, but after I hear this news, I'm afraid. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Austin police say anyone who spots that suspect, do not approach that person. Contact police immediately. There's also a $1,000 reward for anyone who provides information that could lead to an arrest. Taking a closer look now at APD's crime data, in this area of South Austin, sexual assaults were down 50% in the first four months of this year, but robberies were up 140%. Across the city, sexual assaults were down by 24% in the first four months of the year, but robberies were up 11%. Coming up, we could see taller buildings start to pop up in Austin neighborhoods, what city council decided when it comes to the city's code. A Montessori school in Dripping Springs abruptly closed. Why parents are worried they might not get their money back. everyone happy friday a live look from our camera over at the rock and dirt yard in Buda. you can see i-35 uh, right there in the distance is starting to uh, to move already early this morning we're going to check in with erica for the latest on your traffic in a bit pulling double duty as anchoring with us today so let's get started with your news we could start seeing taller buildings in austin neighborhoods austin city council voted to begin the process of making it less difficult to build tall buildings next to single family homes Austin's current compatibility rules are by far the strictest in the nation. 
There's a sliding scale of how tall buildings can be, which extends 540 feet from a home. Councilmember Cheeto Vela says to make wants to make that 100 feet so that housing developers can build up. A huge number of items on Thursday's agenda for council to address, including homelessness and the takeover of the downtown Salvation Army shelter for a year. Urban Alchemy is the group that stepped in to run the homeless shelter. Arch down the street is gonna operate it. It says it's gonna set aside rooms specifically for women. I believe that this is the time to uh, show the viability of creating safe space for unhoused residents in a responsible way in downtown Austin. And that uh, our commitment uh, from Urban Alchemy is that we are going to take this year to show what's possible. And council also asking the city manager to evaluate the number of available shelter beds and ways to create more room. The latest in our Destination Texas series, the East Texas Zoo that has some really cute animals. And they're waiting to see you and your family. And we're hearing from former President Trump on the charges related to mishandling classified documents. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. A live look from Buda to start off your day. We're going to check in with Kristen for the latest on your forecast and your weekend forecast when it starts coming up in just a bit. But if you are planning an out-of-town getaway, does it take a trip out of state to find something fun to do? Consider a trip to East Texas. Lots to do in Texas. And there's a perfect way to spend a day and learn a bit more about the natural world. Lauren Margolis spent the day in Caldwell at the Caldwell Zoo in Tyler and tells us what you can expect to see. If you've ever wanted to interact with creatures of the wild, you can make your dreams come true in the middle of the piney woods at Caldwell Zoo in Tyler. And if you look at this big guy right here, <laughs> Sully, he weighs uh, over nine pounds. There, you can reserve an animal encounter, allowing you and your small group to get up close and personal with this colony of 12 penguins. If you want to meet penguins and uh, learn some really cool facts about them, probably smell a little fish. Uh, this is a really cool experience. Uh, the penguins love it. Joining them in their habitat and learning all there is to know about these little guys. That freckle pattern is unique to each penguin. It's like a fingerprint for us. If giraffes are more your speed, you can stop by and feed these gentle giants, getting a peek at their long purple tongues. Being able to have up close and personal encounters with an animal can really drive people into want to take action. It's a unique experience not every zoo offers. For just $5, you can come feed Marjani and his giraffe friends, and the money goes to a great cause, too. That money goes back in effort to conservation, so you actually are helping giraffes in the wild. This is just a glimpse of what Caldwell Zoo has to offer. With so much to see, it's hard to do it all in one visit. And soon there'll be even more to explore with the Amazon River's Edge. We've got some exciting new things that we're adding, including uh, giant river otters with underwater viewing. The exhibit is expected to be finished in 2024, giving visitors a reason to come back next summer. Lauren Margolis and Tyler for Destination Texas. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
And just a heads up, I think Sunday will be the better day to hit the zoo up in Tyler because we are going to be looking at a risk of severe storms not only in the Tyler area but here at home as well tomorrow. So let's get to start with the look at your Friday forecast. Live look outside from our Rock and Dirt Guard camera there in Buda. We've got dry skies, a little bit of cloud cover, high passing clouds here and there, but in general, quiet and warm. 73 degrees, 84% humidity. Winds not an issue for us. Those will be more out of the southwest this morning, spinning southeast early this afternoon, staying between about 5 to 10 miles per hour most of the day. Air quality is slightly improved from where we were the last couple of days, but still in that moderate category for ozone. High temperatures will be back into the upper 90s today. In fact, that 98 degrees here in Austin would make today the hottest day of the year so far. It is going to be toasty. When you factor in that humidity, your feels like temperatures will be at to just above 100 degrees. Have a 10% chance of an isolated storm later today, but I wouldn't worry about it. I think in general, it's going to be dry skies from now through the early afternoon, just the daytime heating we're going to have to account for interacting with that moisture. So there's no real focal point. There's no storm system moving through just with enough moisture and then sunshine, a little lift possible. So that's that 10% I'm looking at today. I think overnight into tomorrow, some of those storms that are firing well west of us will make a run at the hill country. Not expecting anything too exciting. I think tomorrow afternoon's a different story. Tomorrow afternoon and evening, we're going to be watching for a complex of storms dropping down from the north, giving us a 30% chance of scattered storms and showers, mainly for the I-35 corridor and eastern counties late tomorrow. So that will be a 30% chance of storms. We also have to watch for a couple of those storms getting a little rowdy on us. It's a one out of five risk for most areas. Watching for hail and wind, the exception, Milam County, two out of five risk. But most of that severe weather threat will be north and east of us. Humidity will stay with us every single day. And keep in mind, if you get rain the day before or the night before, that's going to make the next day's humidity even worse. So the feels like temperatures really a problem moving forward. 98 today, 97 tomorrow with that scattered rain. You'll notice Sunday through all of next week, we've got hot temperatures, upper 90s to low 100s with high humidity. Would not be surprised to see some heat advisories going into effect next week just because of how dangerous that heat is with the combination of the humidity. So we're going to start talking a lot about those heat safety precautions of staying inside when you can, cooling down, staying hydrated. We know the drill here in Central Texas. Hey, I wanted to update you on what's going on in the Northeast. Students in Philadelphia will learn virtually today because of that Canadian smoke and bad air quality. Blankets of smoke from those wildfires in Canada continue to stretch across much of the U.S. The concern is over those small particles within that smoke causing health issues. My eyes are burning. I can feel it in the back of my throat. And when we're outdoors, we're wearing the mask for sure. Air quality alerts have been issued across at least 16 states in the east. The smoke stretches from Massachusetts to Missouri, and it's causing flight delays, canceling sporting events, including two major league baseball games. President Biden is sending resources to help put out more than 160 of those fires burning in Canada. The good news for the Northeast, winds expected to change direction by the weekend, blowing smoke away from the mainland. Austin's watershed department says it is about to start cleaning up some of the city's creeks. The goal is to help lower the flood risk to homes and businesses. Watershed says crews will start clearing storm damage and debris on June 19th. It's going to be lasting about 12 weeks and including removing damaged trees. It estimates about 60 miles of creeks will be cleared by October 1st. 
In that same memo, officials listed some of the ways they're trying to help people who were impacted by the last round of severe weather on April 20th. That night, there were multiple water rescues, and at one point, dozens of cars were underwater in central Austin. Since then, city workers have tried to help those impacted by helping them apply for financial aid. Well, state leaders are adding a new layer of border security, not on land, but on the water. Starting next month, Texas will set up buoys in parts of the Rio Grande River to keep migrants from crossing. The session lawmakers set aside more than $5 billion to do it toward border security. The Texas Department of Public Safety said 1,000 feet of these buoys cost a little under a million. That means one mile of these buoys would cost around $5 million. What you see here is just another iteration, another tool. The razor wire has provided a mobile capability and using the resources and, and expertise of the Texas military, they can deploy it quickly right at the river to deter them from even risking themselves coming across. DPS Director Steve McCraw says the buoys are all mobile and are about four to six feet tall, depending on the water. The first 1,000 feet of buoys will go up in Eagle Pass. First responders in Milam County killed or injured while on duty will now have access to financial help. The 100 Club of Central Texas voted to add the county to its coverage. The nonprofit provides financial and emotional assistance to first responders and their families. The group already responded to the death of Cameron Police Sergeant Josh Klaus. Klaus died last month after a shootout with a man while police were serving an arrest warrant. Let's go over to Dripping Springs now because parents there are wondering if they're going to get their money back after a Montessori school closed its doors suddenly. And part of their contract could potentially prevent that from happening, from getting their money back. So this used to be the home of the Dripping Springs Montessori School. Parents say they're going to get an email or they did get an email that it was closing because of a teacher shortage. KXAN reached out to the owners and they said no comment. It came as a surprise, though, because parents say just a week before at Parents' Night, the owners were talking about how the school's growing. They said they were expanding and they were so excited about their plans to take over the space next door and have two different areas for the older kids and the younger kids. So at least one parent tells KXAN that they were reimbursed, but looking at the contract parents signed, others may not get their money back. It required a non-refundable enrollment deposit for first and last month's tuition payment, plus registration and fees. The Better Business Bureau says typically if a business closes, they are still liable to pay you back for uncompleted services, but it gets a little tricky when a contract says it's non-refundable. So this school was not accredited by the American Montessori Society, we found out. When we go in depth, it takes years for a school to even get that title. According to the organization, schools first have to apply and then have their application reviewed. Then they go through a rigorous self-study process, which involves examining and documenting every aspect of the program, curriculum, facilities, policies, even health safety practices. And then after that, a team of peers from other accredited schools conduct an on-site visit. That's to see whether the school is in compliance with the standards. And they do that by reviewing documents and conducting interviews, and they just observe. And finally, the team puts together a summary of their findings by a review from the school accreditation, accreditation rather commission and the board of directors. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Longhorns getting a workout here at a high school in San Jose. Maybe that's fitting. You think about how this team turned it around late in the season. Well, on May 12th, they lost a game to San Jose State, and that really kind of kick-started things in David Pierce's mind. 
That was probably the turning point for me when I saw them in the clubhouse and they were truly discouraged. They were truly upset with their play and embarrassed. And, you know, they keep that in their back pocket. You know, I think that the group of guys that we had in the locker room from the beginning, we all believed in each other and believed in, you know, uh, you know what we could do as a team. And, you know, a lot of people didn't see that and share that vision with us. So kind of seeing it come together now, obviously we have a long way to go. We really haven't done much, and we know that, you know, this far. But, uh, you know, it's it's cool to see that our, our what we dreamt of and what we talked about in the locker room is starting to come into fruition. So I feel like it's, it's honestly more fun to go in as the enemy. Um, you know, everybody already hates Texas as it is, uh, so going on the road. Um, into a different environment, um, probably won't be as hostile as last year's uh, in East Carolina, and a little better weather, so it'll be a new, be a new fun, uh, fun challenge. Campbell's right about that. A drastic change from the weather in Miami. Temperatures in the low 70s. It'll dip down to the 50s in the evening. Should be a perfect weekend in San Jose, California. Roger Wallace, KXAN News. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.